Buckle in, ladies and gentlemen, for another episode of Michael and Benjamin's podcast. Hello, I'm the tiny room. I'm not the tiny room. Welcome to the tiny room, where I am Michael, the Michael of Michael and Benjamin's podcast. And I am joined by the man who was called, just moments ago, a real low-rent version of Mad Men. It's Benjamin. Yeah, that's that's me. I am, I am the Donald uh, Draper of the whole affair. Um, is Don Draper's name is I that short for Donald I Draper? I think it probably is Donald Draper, isn't it? It wasn't it's, Ben. Spoilers for Mad Men, but didn't it end up that he wasn't him? No, it's not him at all. He he assumed an identity at some point and was like, grew up in a cat house, Michael, which is an old timey word for a, a brothel. Oh, not a house full of cats. No, not a house full of cats, which you would probably quite enjoy. That's where I grew up in. Yeah, in a house full of cats. Many cats. Really? Yeah, many cats. I, I didn't know this. We're picking apart the layers. Yeah. And was it when your parents were murdered in a horrific accident that you donned a cowl and became Catman? I'm the cat man. <laughs> that was excellent. Do the, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna pick that apart. Do the theme music. Theme music for the podcast. We don't actually have any theme music, but I hope someone will mix them up for us. Don't wanna name any names Rachel, I hope it's Rachel Very good. Ben, look, we've two things to talk about before we start today. One, it's gonna be real low energy. Yeah, we're we're, we're, we're burning out. We're real low energy here. Ben's pretty tired, he's got a bit of the hay fever. Uh, it's Easter Sunday. Yep. Uh, and Ben, also, the other thing we should probably admit is we've done very little research this week. Almost non-existent. Almost nothing. So this might be very short or very, very long and mostly wrong. I, I like to think of the latter being the most likely outcome of long this. Long and wrong. Long and wrong. Oh. Very good. Oh. Ben. Yeah. Do you remember, but a couple of weeks ago, we went to see Hellboy. We did. And Ben, we, you and I... Uh, I and film, you, you and me us. together. We didn't really enjoy it. No, it wasn't great. It wasn't friend, great, Michael. Our good friend Cron did enjoy it. Did he? He did, yeah. Okay. Are we in the wrong, then? Are we in the Cron? Uh, well, no, Crom is in the right, so... Crom. Is it Cron? Cron. Sorry, Cron. Crom is, <laughs> is the god from, from, from Conan. <laughs> Conan the Barbarian. He enjoyed uh, it, though, Ben. And some people have enjoyed it. So did many Hellboy fans. So mm. did many Hellboy fans. I took a look at the Hellboy Reddit yeah. um, there recently, and it's a lot of people that are enjoying the super uh, mention-y fan service that goes on in that, in that movie. It's As I said at the time, Ben, it's very reminiscent of the early superhero movies when you didn't think you would get a sequel so you crammed everything about the superhero into one film yeah I, I still didn't didn't love it Michael yeah, people um, are saying though that 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 outside the context of the movie David Harbour has done a better Hellboy than Ron Perlman yes I have heard that also I'm not sure that's wrong yeah he's less moody than Ron Perlman. Yeah. Ron Perlman really played up the, the teenage angst element of of Hellboy. And I don't I don't think David Harbour does that. I think he's far more get the job done. Because it, kind could, of it could be Hellboy 3. Really. Like it, it could nearly yeah. be. Like, other than a couple of things like, you're the beast of the apocalypse. What? Oh my. Am that, I? That was actually an oddly on point David Harbour impression. That <laughs> walk was kind of in the same thing of, what? Like the, the oh, whole. Thanks, ben. That was pretty good. Yeah, look I, I enjoyed that. I am there. I'm his understudy for 
Stranger Things season four. That makes sense. If I, I could see you as a Jim Harper. Yeah, um, no, I, I, what I found fascinating was, as always, Mila Jovovich just... Ben, s- s- settle this debate. Is it Jovovich or Jovovich? Jovovich is probably a soccer player on some kind of Premier League team that no, I don't know about. That's what I'm saying. Um, it might be Jovovich. You go with Jovovich. Or Ho, yeah, Ho- and I'll Jovovich. go with Jovovich. Okay. Um, but um, anyway, Jovovich. Yeah. Noted soccer player, yeah. Um, took to Instagram yeah, and wrote one. a big, long, rambly response to the negative criticism. Did she? Yes. Where she listed all her movies and, in a rather unusual form of brag defence, mm-hmm. said that they'd all become cult classics. Yeah, you know she has a point. Over time, she's not wrong, but I find it interesting that she thinks that she's the key to her movies becoming cult classics. I, she's the reason I watch them. Fair. <laughs> Very fair. Um, I still don't think that the new Hellboy movie is destined for for cult, cult status. Them, no, no, I don't think so. Don't think so. It's too kitsch, too too messy. It's been. It's not made a lot of money. No, it it didn't even manage to to topple Shazam. Yeah, no, it didn't. It came third in the US box yeah, office on no. its release week. Didn't do great. So that's probably just going to fade away into obscurity. Look. Well, that's what I was hoping with Avatar, but apparently that's getting a bloody sequel. Yeah, two or three. No cultural imprint whatsoever. Jimmy, C, Jimmy C's working on three or four of them. There's going to be an air one and a water one and a bloody, I don't know, space one. I have a sneaking suspicion that Jimmy C is a real bad egg. I don't think he is. I he just loves submarines. He seems like a dick back to me. Do you oh. think? Yeah. I yeah, don't know. I think Jimmy C's a bit of a dick. But he made such good films as Titanic. And Terminator 2. Terminator 2. Um, Did he make Terminator 1? Yeah. Is that Jimmy C? Yeah, that was Jimmy C as well. He's yeah. a good, good That's film. coming back as well, with uh, two fan favourites back in the roles. Bloody Arnold Schwarzenegger just won't let it go. He's coming back. And so is the Linda Hamilton, who Linda plays Hamilton. Uh, yes, ben, Sarah you're way, you're way behind the times. And Gabriel Luna's in it. We've talked about this on this very podcast. We, we probably have, Michael, but Gabriel as you said, Luna, I'm under the weather. <laughs> he played Ghost Rider, remember, on Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah, I don't like... Yeah, I know. That's what you said last Agents time we had this Shield. conversation. <laughs> is this the Groundhog Day episode? Benjamin. <laughs> Speaking of... Things which aren't very popular and they're fading away into obscurity. Don't Did say my name. See, no, no, I wasn't going to. <laughs> you room a bit. Did you see the first episode of the new season of Game of Thrones? No, but I did watch the Aussie Man reviews of it. That's all you really need. <laughs> That's isn't all it? I need. It's it's all right. I'm I'm rarely invested in in Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones never clicked with me, and it caused some personal offence for for some people that we work with in the in the place where we work Did this it? week. Yeah, t- two people had very strong reactions to me saying, tell "I don't me, really watch." Tell me who without saying their names. Use some sort of sign language. Um, they would be newer. Okay, but I was having a conversation with them, and uh, yeah, took great umbridge to well, the fact. Yeah. That I, uh, <laughs> the funny thing is, I watched the I watched Ben. I watched the first episode of season eight there recently. Is that the last season? The last season, this, the current season. This is, okay, yeah. and there's bloody dragons in it and uh, monsters. Great and, uh, mind reading. And I was thinking, if this had jumped straight into season eight, no one would have watched it. No, because it's mental. Yeah, yeah, it's bloody <laughs> fucking mental. And they've done an incredible job of a slow build. Yeah. The thing that I've always wanted in a in a in a kind of fantasy or science fiction universe of starting out in the real world essentially and just gradually going mental. 
it's just a hobo's nightmare yeah um, what, okay. uh, what's happening wait, now wait, oh winter winter's, winter's coming winter. because if you were homeless yeah. that would be quite a challenge well in the, in the world of winter is coming yeah oh for sure yeah winter can last any amount of time that yeah that's that's not good um i did i did do some interesting uh, behind the scenes goss did find some uh, interesting behind the scenes no spoilers goss. now it turns out um Who's that, this from? A source? No, this is this is legitimately a thing. You probably know all about this, Michael. Because is it from a source, Ben? It's it's from. Imply that we have a source, Ben. Okay, it's yeah. I, I went and spoke to people on on the set. We actually do have a source. I forgot. We <laughs> <laughs> uh, really do. <laughs> anyway, uh, it turns out that uh, Brom and Cersei, or more accurately, the actors that play them, Ben. Everyone okay, knows yeah, this. Sorry, Go it, on, I, anyway. I found it very interesting. Turns what? out they used to they used to be getting the leg over on one another. Yeah. They used to be all night long and. Yeah. Um, and they don't get on anymore. Ben, you are probably at all, at all. too young to remember Robson and Jerome and their famous no. song Up on the Roof. Nope, don't know it. That is what he was most famous for before this. No. I will Jerome Flynn was famous for, for music. Yes. <gasps> he was in a TV show called London's Burning. That's mad. About firemen. Yeah. And two of the firemen were particularly sexy. Ah. And they released a cover version of the of the hit song Up on the Roof. <laughs> And it reached number one and many a woman swooned. Oh, excellent. Good for Jerome. And that was what he was most famous for before Game of Thrones. And now he's browning it up. Speaking of Game of Thrones, one of those actors is going to play Batman in the Titan series. Ian Glenn. Jo- yeah, Jorah. Yeah. Jorah, Jorah the, the Explorer. Explorer. Hey. <laughs> that was excellent. Um, we're yet unconfirmed as to whether he will still be pining for, uh, for, <laughs> for the nearest. First uh, images were released just this morning, I believe. Oh, I didn't see those. Of him as Bruce Wayne, not as Batman. As Bruce. He's much older Batman. He's very much a kind of Batman Begins Batman. Yeah, he's a grizzled veteran of the, of the Gotham sense. crime scene. Well, Robin is so much older. Makes yeah. a lot of sense if makes you think a lot about of sense, it. Yeah. Anyway, should look, should listen, should look. What? On to the next thing there. What's the next thing? Ben, we've been reading some comic books as, is our, want, as is our want. Um, I'm into I'm into comic books. oiled up uh, Greek men. So I read the comic books that you recommended this week because there was a tantalizing, interestingly, that comes from Greek myth, Tantalus. Oh, Tantalus. A tantalizing, topless. No, that's Damocles. <laughs> Sorry, that was Damocles. <laughs> Project I've Damocles done the wrong thing. thing. I've done the wrong thing. Um, there was a tantalizing teaser put up on our Instagram uh, this week of a... Of a very provocative Hercules. I've left my Hercules downstairs. Actually, oh no, that's terrible up. news. Um, and in response to that, I, I went and, and picked up, because I enjoy your comic review, Michael. Oh, thanks, Ben. Um, some what, people have that's said... That's literally the only reason I do it. Some people have said on the podcast, those some people being me, yeah. have said that you're the reason I got back into weekly comics. Yeah, well, you're welcome. And it's very true. You're welcome, um, the comics industry. You're welcome, the comics industry. You're welcome, brick and mortar shops. <laughs> so anyway, in response to that, I picked up uh, Avengers No Road Home. The whole, the whole run? The whole run. Well, what? I did it digitally. Oh, you son of a bitch. So um, you ruined my point there. But anyway, Ben, what did you think of it? Because I read it weekly. You've read it in one go. I read it in one go. But it, oddly enough, I think this is one of the places where I ben, should have read it weekly. I'm going to interrupt you. Yeah. I'm going to guess that when read in one go, it is all over the place. It is. <laughs> it is. There is no time for the events to click in. Um, you don't read any of the coinciding runs. Um, I there weren't any. So, uh, no, but with regards to... If you hadn't read the yeah. new Hulk series yeah. by Al Ewing, very confusing. Because um, Hulk's about the nighttime now. Hulk's all about the nighttime. Nighttime's his time, baby. Mm-hmm. It's um, the right time. Which does sound like a, an aggressive 90s dance track. The nighttime is the right time for making love. Uh, yeah, but the nighttime is his time. Although you can counter that with a bit of afternoon delight. 
Oh, skyrockets in flight. Woo! Afternoon delight. Pew! Afternoon delight. I'm not done. Um, but, um, yeah, very all over the shop if you read it in one. Gonna find my <laughs> baby, gonna hold her tight, gonna grab some afternoon delight. We should warn out, uh, our listeners, we did warn you. We gave you <laughs> a caveat that this was going to be an odd one. Um, where were you saying? What were you saying? Bloody good. Great, oh, yeah, great mixed home. bag of heroes. Quite mm. enjoyed it. Cl- uh, bloody Cliff Burton. Scared Cl- shitless. Clint Barton. Clint Barton, sorry. Yeah. Cliff Barton. Cliff Barton. Um, Clint Barton, scared shitless of the Hulk, as yeah. you should be. Well, he, you see, if you remember back a few years ago, Ben, he, he was the one who killed Bruce Banner. Yeah. Yeah, he was the one that made it all go away for a while. For a very short time, but then the Hulk came back. Wasn't a fan. Wasn't a fan. He died, Ben, and was resurrected. Oh, was he now? Yeah, see what's done there. What an interesting topic that would be no, to do on a podcast. No, look, we'll do the layers. So okay. Don't shoot oh, load. Sorry. Okay, I'll hold it in. Ben, did you like the final issue? Very, as I said to you, Michael, in the kitchen of this very establishment. Um, <laughs> My house is not an establishment. <laughs> it is. It's where the it's tiny, room, tiny Room Incorporated is. Tiny, um, tiny Room Limited. Tiny actually. Room Limited, actually. It's actually Schummerbjog Limited. <laughs> Schummerbjog Limited. Um, I did enjoy the final issue. Very Grant Morrison-esque. Um, very meta. Very, very meta, Ben. Very meta. But look, we'll, do, we'll go into spoilers, because it's a weekly comic, and people... Uh, have, so it's, been, it's been... Yeah, look, we're grand. In the last issue, uh, Nick's... Yeah, the, the goddess, goddess of the night. The goddess of the night. The Greek goddess of the night. Very we've, importantly. We've dealt with the Norse and the Roman goddesses of the night, but now the Greek this one is This is the Greek back. one. She enters the the house of the one above all. Is that whose house it is? Yeah. I wasn't quite 100% sure of that. It reminded me very much of the House of Whispers from DC Comics. Yes. Very so similar right. concept. It was the house of the one above all then. And because that house is the house of creation. Um, it, it, it has limitless powers. Pretty and, good. And Vision just about manages to squeeze in behind her. Just about. Just about. Just about. And she is using the power of the house to... Because you, you see, the house can create any sort of ideas. It's kind of a house of ideas. Oh, if you... Oh, ah. Uh. That's what uh, Marvel calls uh, itself. Is that what it's called? That's why we're slapping each other. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I don't know if anyone can hear that on the microphone, so we try that up to a microphone. Ow. That's what it sounds like when podcasts You've got some dry hands, man. Yeah, I got ashy hands. I got yeah. to fix that. You've got baby hands. I do. They're baby soft. Baby um, soft. Baby smooth. What are we talking about? Um, yes. House of Ideas. So he enters the House of Ideas. Ah, ben. That's what Marvel calls what Marvel itself. Marvel calls itself. I see. Did you he really does shoehorn several Marvel things into exactly. it. Exactly. They are Marvels. Marvels. <laughs> and Ben, I thought the whole thing was the best tribute to Stan Lee that it there's been. been. Yeah. It was like it was a bit of a, a, a trumping their own horn about how great Marvel is, but, but also, I totally wasn't expecting it. Yeah, I didn't and expect that ending. Nearly at brought all. a tear to my eye, Aww. just summoning forth all Aww. the heroes and from different it eras. It's a great. Um, Reminded me very much of the Century comics, you know, when Emma Frost used to go into to Bob's mind and be all the panels and stuff. Yeah, like that. Oh, very good, very good, very good. Different art styles for the heroes from different times. Nix was a very interesting villain. I didn't like her that much. Well, she was a bit one dimensional. But yeah. I liked the I liked the the evil children angle. Mm. Um, I, I quite enjoyed that. I enjoyed. Um, what what I didn't enjoy. I hate knock on events from other events where something happens and you crack the source wall in DC Comics and it has a ripple effect and it frees all the old monsters out of yeah, things. And, and then Hal Jordan is resurrected. Oh bloody Hal Jordan and his resurrections. Very good. 
That sounds a bit dirty when you say it slowly, doesn't it? No. Resurrection. <laughs> Resurrection. Yeah. Go on, what were you saying? Um, but yeah, overall, very enjoyable. No, what was the knock-on effect? Oh, sorry. Um, but what, there's something that happens in one of the, the other comics that people are doing. I think it's when Hulk bashes around hell or something like that, and it loosens all the things, so the pit is loosened, and she can escape with all her monstrous children. Oh, is that how that started? I think it's that, or another... What was the other big event? So, oh, of the Realms? I think it was the Phoenix no, Wars. It's, no, it wasn't. It was no, 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 no. Look, it's not as bad as you're as you're making out to be. The event that triggered her being able to escape were the events of Avengers: No Surrender. That was it. But that was last year's twelve issue oh, big weekly. Event. Okay. No spin-offs. No tie-ins. Oh. So it's just if you just bought a... it as graphic novels, I think it will be four graphic novels. Okay. No Surrender one and two, mm-hmm. and then, and then. No Road Home 1 and 2. Mm. And you wouldn't necessarily need to read any of the others to follow. Well, that would be good. Like, there would be issues. Like, you'd be going, what? The Hulk is, comes out at night now? And yeah. the Spectrum is made of energy or isn't made of energy? something or, or other. Or... What is she now? And she loses that very, very abruptly at the end. Yeah. Very strange. Ben, what did you think of... Again, we're going straight into spoilers here. What did you think of the ending wherein... The Greek gods were killed on Mount Olympus and they reappeared in space on a kind of Mount Olympus reimagined like Asgard. Sort Almost of like a resurrection of some kind. A kind of resurrection, mm. yeah. Um, what did you very Asgard, yeah. Very, very, Asgard, very fourth world, very Asgard. Very the Eternals, very, very Jack Kirby. I, maybe possibly a reference to the shift in tone that the Asgardians actually went through in Marvel Comics where they stopped being myth, 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 myth and more alien race that's part of the Nine Realms. Do you think that that this whole thing is setting up Marvel's upcoming The Eternals? Do you reckon? I have a feeling. Do you reckon we're going to push for an Eternal thing? I think... Is that what Buff reimagined Hercules Hercules is at the end? Uh, With Nova? Yeah, with Anova. And I was just one of the Novas. Yeah. One of the Novas. Intra- it was it was a little weird twist mm. ending. But the actual ending with the House of Ideas and the very good. mighty Marvels. Very, very li- little, little bit uh, sentimental, but all the right kinds of sentiment. But also, Ben, I don't know if, uh, if you noticed this. It it was like, it, it was there was the aspect of a tribute to everything that's been happened in Marvel ever. So there's the Stan Lee kind of aspect of that as of well. Course. But also, did you notice that the heroes he summoned forth, they were very particular choices. They were he Avengers, Old Guard. All the Avengers, basically. The old school X-Men. But he summoned forth also, Ben, the Runaways, who have oh. a TV series currently. He summoned forth Cloak and Dagger, who have a TV oh. series. He summoned forth Deadpool and the X-Men, oh God. who have just reabsorbed into yeah, Marvel. Yeah, they come back. They're back he in the fold. Forth, he summoned forth the Fantastic Four. Who are back in the fold. You know what I mean? Was it a little bit of a, like, we're all back together now, everything's great? Everything's perfect again. Everything's perfect again. Was that what it was? I don't... I certainly think that... I don't know if that was the intention, but they would be some of the greatest hits. Possibly a directive from upstairs, Marvel-wise, being like, Stick stick in the runaways. Stick that stuff in Stick in the runaways. The runaways certainly didn't deserve the same place as the rest of those hey, characters hey, hey. they're not as established Gert G- yeah old lace Carolina whatever her name Gert is Gert was a terribly written character when she appeared hey, hey, moody hey, teenage hey. girl hey. cloak and or dagger <laughs> cloak and or dagger was fine 
Your TV show's pretty good. Yeah, I know. You're a fan. Yeah. You're a huge fan. Have you been keeping up? Yeah, it's very good. It's oh, very good. enjoyable. Good. Um, the, the lady who plays Bridget O'Reilly, Mayhem, there's a little twist on Mayhem that was oh. unexpected. Oh. Look at you. Look, I'll spoil the twist. They spoil the twist themselves anyway. They've done the classic, um, instead of Mayhem being, instead of her turning evil, her evil side and her good side have split into two people. Oh, which so rarely happens in live action. It's more of a comic. Yeah, because it's easier to do. Because it's easier to do. But yeah, her evil side and her good side have split. Boo. It's pretty good though. Okay. It's funny. Good show? Yeah. 10 out of 10, Mick would recommend? No, not 10 out of 10. Don't be ridiculous. It's, um, (laughs) the leads are very likable, Ben. Yeah, I know I've said that before. You've been suckered for likable leads. I just, they're so likable. And it's so much better written than most of the other drivel, like Runaways and remember Marvel's The Inhumans? Oh, wow. Not good. Let's never resurrect that, Michael. No, Mm. not very good. Ben, have you been following any of the press for Marvel's The Infinity War, The Infinity War Part 2 Endgame? The only only bit of press that I've seen um, lately is Kevin Feige saying that Spider-Man... Home, no, not Homecoming. What's the other one? Far from Home. Far from Home. Thank you. Um, Spider Man Three, uh, Homing Webs. Home. Spider Man, uh, Spider Man Four, Home and Away. Home and Away. Yeah, very good. <laughs> Spider Man Five, Old People's Home. <laughs> Spider Man Six, uh, Home is where the heart is. Oh yeah. Spider Man Seven, uh, home, home on the Range. Home on the Range. Very good. Spider Man Eight. Uh, era, uh, that's homing it, that's Pigeon. All. Oh yeah. His famous nemesis. <laughs> His famous nemesis. The homing, the the homing pigeon. Pigeon or I don't know what the what the obsession with the word home is. Kevin Feige's a big fan of houses. Yeah. Um but I, I read that the, that will be the end of of phase three in the Marvel Universe, not the beginning of phase oh, four. Oh, I didn't know that. Read that this morning. Oh, that's um, interesting. He has confirmed that it will be the end of phase three. Not the beginning of phase four, well, that's, as many people imagine. That's interesting. Um, it's interesting in the sense that it's not that interesting. No, because phases don't really matter to people. Okay, if they're going to go yeah. see a Marvel movie anyway. Yeah. Um, I did see an interesting thing where another corporate uh, Twitter account tried to be human. Like, oh, hey, guys, which character are you hoping survives Avengers No uh, Endgame? And then <laughs> Avengers, no, Avengers Endgame. no Endgame. <laughs> and somebody answered me, Thanos. And I was like, actually, I would love to see Thanos survive. Easily one of the best villains they've had. Ben, have you been tracking the Thanos uh, theory? What is the, the Thanos theory? The Thanos Michael? theory is that Ant-Man is going to enter Thanos's anus. Up through the butt. Up through his butt and then grow mm-hmm. to giant size. Yeah. I think that that would kill Ant-Man and Thanos would be fine. I think Thanos I think would be fine. Thanos's anal sphincter is probably stronger I mean, than... Just crush him. Yeah. He probably has excellent, excellent Kegel control. Just give it a tightening and then job done. Oh, I've tried to do a tightening there and I've done a little fart. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just expel him at high speed with yeah, a fart cloud. Expel him at high speed. Oh, that's gross. Ben, yeah. I've been watching some of the press. It is awful. The press for Endgame is awful. The, what the, do you mean? The movie stars haven't seen it. Okay. So they're not allowed to say anything. It's They're tired. They're exhausted. Yeah. They're not getting on. Oh? Chris Hemsworth and, and Brie Larson appear to not like each other. Don Cheadle and Brie Larson seem to hate each other. Um, I think a lot of people hate Brie Larson. Well, I yeah. think she's distinctly hateable. Well, I, don't, I don't want to weigh in on her because I've long had this theory, Ben, that the people who appear the most unlikable in interviews and on TV are probably just the most normal. Oh, they don't know how to play they, the game. Because they don't play the game very well. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Look how well Tom Cruise comes across, and he's probably he's a fucking an absolute psychopath. fucking psycho. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, 
Yeah, the, the internet has taken to calling. You see, once because of our position here, Ben, two I, white men commenting about no, things. No, uh, but because of this podcast, I watch a lot of interviews with comic book writers, and, yeah. and that means I get a lot of stuff in my news feed tailored to my interests. Yeah, that's unfortunate. And if, yeah, and it brings up a lot of people who hate Brie Larson. The internet is calling her soft cheese, which, despite being mean, is actually quite funny. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's <laughs> but, pretty good. Um, the internet's very creative there's a big, when it comes to meanness. There's a big meanness towards Brie Larson about doing her own stunts at the moment. Why? Because there's a, there was an interview where Chris Hemsworth... Yeah. Chris Hemsworth appears to have a very tetchy relationship with Brie Larson. But Why? Chris Hemsworth isn't his usual lovable self in these interviews. He seems fed up. But anyway, oh, okay. he, he says he dis- doesn't do his own stunts. She says, oh, you don't do your own stunts? I do all my own stunts. And then he's like, oh, calm down, Tom Cruise. And then she objects to being compared to Tom Cruise. And Why? Says, uh, Hang on. Look, People in glass houses. Ben, neither, neither of them, Ben, come out of it smelling of roses. Yeah, I never understand people who throw around insults like that and then look, don't expect to get something thrown back. Take a look at Don Cheadle doesn't like being touched. <laughs> Does he not? <laughs> Apparently not. Yeah, he, he goes a bit weird. It like glitches him out. Not his thing. Okay, mm-hmm. fair yeah. enough. So yeah, the, the press has been very... Oh, because they seem Awful. really anxious to to press that relationship in the trailer to have yeah, this kind of interesting. bro thing. Did you see the huge LGBTQ response to that? No. Um. So they probably didn't like it. No, no, they did okay. because apparently many people see Captain Marvel as a lesbian. Yes. Or or want to see her as a a lesbian. Well, it's not. There's no evidence either way. It's yeah, exactly. But they've taken to calling Thor the god of lesbians. All right. And thunder. Because he's he likes Brie Larson automatically, so there was a whole and he liked, fan kickoff. He liked Valkyrie. Yep, they didn't ship them. Yeah, that's that, that. Actually, that was it. Don't touch uh, me. One of the, <laughs> you just touched me. The, you know, I'm like Don Cheadle. I don't like being touched. Somebody made one of those silly chibi comics right. where all the characters were cute and tiny, and it was Thor introducing Valkyrie to um, Captain Marvel, and they fell in love. That's good, isn't it? Oh, that's right. I don't know. The Look, internet ben, needs to keep its hands off we, other people's will, intellectual property. We will see it this Thursday. We will. Oh, we uh, will. Shit, we will. This Thursday, yeah. Oh, Jesus. That's why there's not much happening this week. Yeah, because nobody nobody can touch or go near this week. Is, this week, because this week it's just, is, they'll just lose. Yeah, it's edged off. So anyway, Ben. <laughs> um, look, Ben, this is our third Easter episode. Is it? Our first ever episode was on Easter. And then last year was, st- again, Easter. So now, now it's Easter. Making it our third Easter. You that nailed a, that one. That wow. was good. That was a good explanation. That was good. This is our third Easter, Ben. Happy and Easter, Michael. Thanks, Ben. And we got... I know I said you didn't bring me an Easter egg. I did. I you brought, brought you a chocolate lollipop. You brought, me a, you brought my lady friend an Easter egg and you bought me not an Easter egg. Look, your lady friend will get more out of an Easter egg than you will. <laughs> That's patently untrue. Patently untrue. Much larger. Have a higher calorific intake. There are two crunchy bars. One for each of you. I'll have one of those. Thanks, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> It's got to be So Benjamin, um, people who believe in uh, in religion often celebrate at Easter. Yes. Because it is the day that the Christian God, uh, God or Yahweh, nice. um, yeah, he sent his son down. Yeah. 
Uh, then no, he pulled did, a no, pretty... he, he didn't send him down. He sent him down 33 years before. He sent him down in the old school American prison term of sending <laughs> someone down. Yeah, yeah he let him send take... him down. Oh, no, they sent him down. He let him take the rap. He let him take the rap, yeah. He did let him take the rap. Yeah, he did. He was a real dick. <laughs> so, <laughs> he always so, up there slipping and sliding around. He's, so, he's a real slippery snake. On Friday, Ben, yeah. uh, it was Jesus. <laughs> Jesus died on Friday. Yeah, it's terrible. Like did you see it? No, I wasn't there. No. Like all good uh, characters, he stayed dead. Only only until... Yes. It's interesting that you said the third Easter. Yes. Only until the third day, Michael. And then what happened? And then he was resurrected. Allegedly. Can you add like a, an echo effect I will there not, Ben. I do not have the time. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. I think we should. Oh, I might. Resurrected. Did, did, did. Yeah. So he came back, Ben. Yeah. Ben, yeah. you are the one of us who at least likes to give the impression that he is more learned and educated. Um, that being the key phrase, yeah. Is Jesus... All this over an Easter egg. Yeah. Oh, right. Was Jesus the first uh, mythological person who was resurrected? Absolutely not. Right, go on then. Absolutely not. I think the the key event that's kind of power, um, is kind of mimicked and copied there is probably Odin hanging from the from Yggdrasil down below. Is that how you pronounce it? Um Yggdrasil is not is that not how you I always say Yggdrasil okay cool yeah it's fine I'll bring you an easter egg next year <laughs> Jesus um, but yeah he had to hang himself from the world tree for mm-hmm. three days oh um, to gain the uh, to gain the wisdom of the world and mm. um, that was the sacrifice that he paid to the well I thought the sacrifice was his eye oh wait I'm mixing them up hang on so one Ah, sorry. Don't touch me. For knowledge, he sacrificed the eye. For access to magic, uh-huh. which he didn't have, he had to sacrifice himself for three days. Oh. That's what it was. And then he could understand magic. And then he came back. Then he came back. So he sacrificed himself to himself and then came back. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So then it's interesting that you bring that up. Yeah, go on. Even though it was I who brought it up. It was you, yeah. Because... Death and resurrection is very much a common theme in popular culture and comic books and movies and TV shows. Big old comic book theme. Now, Ben... I'm going to hit you with a philosophical question. Yeah. Do you think you... Okay, hold on. Let me multi-barrel this question at you. Nice. Loaded up my shotgun of inquiry. Okay. Um, Do you think... Such an ominous weapon. I know. (laughs) Do you think (laughs) that death and resurrection in, let's just say, popular culture, Ben, do you think it can be divided into two, um, two... two sections two ways of looking at two two camps yeah one camp now feel free to disagree with me here sure. but bear in mind I will stab you with this pen uh, one camp one is crunchy death, easter egg death, <laughs> death and resurrection as a theme about sacrifice and yeah. and then the second camp laziness I think laziness is probably the number one reason that it's done but there are definitely two camps Um yeah First of all, it, it's a great L sus the hero from the from the rest, the wheat from the chaff, if you will. Right. Um, the cream from the milk. The cream from the milk. The the maple from the syrup. That's not one. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to keep it going. It is a fantastic way to prove your hero's metal, to just mm-hmm. show that they are willing to step up. It's a big one as well. When you, when you have the dickhead character, classic example being Tony Stark in The Avengers, um, he has to make the big play. Mm-hmm. Has to make the big play, and he goes up to sacrifice himself. It's great to tease a death, 
to show the metal. It was like, yeah. oh, maybe he's not going to make it back. Maybe he's yeah. not going to make it back. He's and he's like, oh, no, he's fine. He's fine. He got stuck behind that wormhole. Yeah, no, he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. Um, it's great so to tease that. Uh, those don't really count. But neither do the other kind, Michael. Because usually when we kill a hero, mm-hmm. it's for sales. It's all about the sales, baby. Or, well, yeah, there's the killing them for sales. And then there's the bringing them back for sales. Oh, yeah. Or there's the bringing them back for laziness. Like... Oh fuck it! Let's just cheap sentimentality. Cy- yeah, like oh, we really need Cyclops for this story. Let's just bring Cyclops back. Just, it's fine, get back it's in fine. there. Sometimes they don't even explain it. No, he's just back. Sometimes they're just back. He's just back. Wolverine's and, another great example. Well, Wolverine. Okay, let's talk about Wolverine. Okay, let's let's, let's talk about Wolverine. Right, okay. So Ben, you followed the death of Wolverine a bit more than I. So tell I us what happened to him. Um, basically, as it turns out, Wolverine's healing factor wasn't able to cope. As well, with anymore. his adamantium, uh, with his adamantium, he's getting adamantium poisoning mm-hmm. because adamantium poisoning is a big old thing, um, and he lost his healing factor due to some superhero event mm-hmm. or other, um, and the adamantium poisoning started to take a serious toll on his body and his health. Um, he still had the healing factor, but at an exceptionally reduced rate, mm-hmm. so he couldn't take damage as well. It took a while for him to heal after he popped his claws, so he would avoid doing it. Yeah, popping and locking. Um, yeah, he couldn't pop and lock. Um, lost many street competitions. His rep in the hood went down. It was a, it was a whole thing, um, and that hit him harder. I think he than lost the adamantium da- poisoning. He lost a dance off to the character Honey. Yeah, she she whooped Jessica him. Alba. Yeah, Jessica. Oh god. Um, so basically, yeah, that culminated in the event of Logan step up to the streets three, um, <laughs> and that was that was very good. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So eventually, he succumbs in a heroic way. All his villains. All his kind of classic villains, your Lady Deathstrikes, your Sabretooths, your Omega Reds, um, the gang, they get wind of this. Mm-hmm. Blood in the water, so to speak. Right. Um, and they come a, they come a hunting to take down the man who's pissed them off over all these years. The Reavers. Um, yep, yeah, he takes them all out anyway. He does does a good job. But it's all ended when he's coated in adamantium. Somebody mm-hmm. tips an L adamantium vat on top of him. Um, and that's the end of Wolverine. He dies in a very heroic pose where he's kind of on his knees and both claws are popped and he's just covered in mm-hmm. adamantium. So the X-Men do the only logical thing. They go up to Alberta, Canada, which is a very remote place. They mm-hmm. build a little cabin in the woods, which is actually a secretly high-tech cabin where you can go downstairs oh, to a memorial of, of uh, Logan. And mm-hmm. it's just there on a little pedestal. In the oh, middle that's of the nice. But anyway, then we started getting teasers for Marvel Legacy. And well, the, first of all, what's Marvel Legacy? Marvel Legacy was the big comic book tie-in event to the oh, to the End Game or to Infinity War, where we were trying to explain all the stones and why they were important. And all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah, 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 okay, doing all that. Um, and the way that this was teased to us is at the end of certain issues, you would see little cameos of a man taking out real bad eggs. Yeah. And mysterious claw marks on. appearing everywhere. On. Yeah, and mysterious cigar has a hat on. He's got some big old sideburns, big old bushy sideburns. It's Wolverine. It's Wolverine. He's back. He's only done and gone. Come back. <laughs> But it w- wasn't Wolverine's resurrection somewhat lessened by the fact that while Wolverine was dead, there were three other Wolverines running about the place? Yeah, we had Wolverine uh, X-23, who Lady, took over the Lady mantle. Wolverine. Did a great fucking job. Yeah. Uh, very, very, very fun run mm-hmm. on that. Some interesting new characters, some interesting new angles. Yeah. That bloody old man Logan. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Lemire Kevin Owl. yeah he dimension hopped okay ridiculous dimension hopped because of Battle World Battle mm-hmm. World see this is what I mean I hate events that have a knock on to other things um, not great and isn't modern end of the universe Phoenix Wolverine running around as well he's out there somewhere but I'm not even going to go near that right. uh, not for today um, but yeah so basically it just gets messy when we don't follow the regular laws of the universe 
Um, you and I have covered it before. Um, Max Landis did a wonderful video on the death of Superman and how that pretty much signified oh, the yeah, end of death that. in comics. Everyone watch that. Um, great. We might link it down below down for below. a change. We'll, we'll link that down below. Very good video outlining just how cynical death became as a marketing ploy after that event. Um, leading up to Marvel Legacy, you needed all the big characters. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't really have a Legacy event celebrating characters with someone as iconic as Logan out of the mix. So mm-hmm. they needed to bring him back in time and and do all that. So it is a very cheap thing. I'm reminded of another Marvel moment that did the exact same thing. Fantastic Four. Yeah. Got rid of an old Johnny Storm. Very strange. Very interesting almost now completely forgotten yeah and they but, followed your initial formula of to, pro- to test the metal you had to grow up and kind of step up to the plate and you all the that, other American you? cliches no you came oh I did yeah sorry <laughs> that's okay. weird that's weird um, we're just yeah, the same person but in the now almost forgotten that one people yeah, don't care about that anymore Annihilus bloody pumped him full of bugs and now he's back though yeah he came back very quickly no bother nobody batted an eyelid no bother to him at that all was, uh, that was Fantastic Four 600 wasn't it I don't remember I think, I it, was first, don't I think remember. it was it, again I think what cheapens it for a lot of people is when they can clearly see that it's not going to stick mm-hmm. for example when it happened with Johnny Storm fans were disgusted because they knew in 12 issues He'd which is that. usually what a big story arc is that was going to be Fantastic Four legacy numbering 600, mm-hmm. which is a big milestone for a comic. So they knew isn't, someone was coming back. Isn't it more than the mainstream media's fault? Because I think they give these stories to new young reporters. And those reporters report on them as if they're actually big deals because they're probably not au fait with the tropes and... and not comic nerds. Yeah. Yeah. So you get that's how you get the New York Times reporting on the death of Johnny Storm and then making it seem like it's a big thing. And calling it a huge thing. Yeah. Captain America died. Yeah, and he came back. He no came bother. Back. He, he came he, back as an old he man. He did the Batman thing. Go on. So uh, one of the things I hate more is is how they bring them back. I hate how characters are brought back. Sometimes, uh, sometimes it's you know alternate crisis and that gets rewritten again Jason Todd's a great example of mm-hmm. that he was it, there was an aftershock again leading to this why you keep sorry, touching, I keep touching you sorry it's because you said John you didn't Cheadle. like it now it's quite funny um, so as I said earlier I have to watch that video of Don Cheadle no, I'm going to check it out as soon as we go downstairs um when you have a knock-on event from a big kind of comic-spanning event, big mm-hmm. big legacy thing, for example, Superboy Prime punches the source wall and it calls a knock-on. That's mm-hmm. what brought Jason Todd back originally. That's oh. a shite excuse for bringing somebody back. So that was later retconned to Raz Al Ghul Put him bringing him back. Yeah, putting him in a pit and bringing him back, which was a little bit better because it's an established thing that brings people back from the dead and has negative consequences. Look, Ben, yeah. I don't like when fictional stories when fictional universes cure death it's a bit silly it's the end of coherent storytelling it was spoilers for a comic I'm going to spoil now in a minute you might have heard of it it's Lovely. from Miller Word World uh, it was my biggest disappointment with the ending of the magic order oh that was shite everybody Terrible came ending. back terrible everybody knew all along yeah. and everyone was fine yeah everyone was fine they all knew they that's did a, a- that's a classic Miller move, though. Never cure death in comics. Yeah. Just don't cure death. If you, you can't, cure it's death, the, the golden rule. It's my worry about Doctor Strange and the Time Stone. It's my worry about the movie Marvel's Endgame. They have to cure death. Yeah, it's going to come back. And after they've cured death, whatever they do, 
they're going to have to come up with a damn good reason why they don't just do that every time it's there's true. a minor inconvenience. It's true. Um, we should point out to actual real doctors who might be listening to the podcast. Keep having they a crack at it. They can cure death. Yeah, yes. Keep having a crack at it, lads. That's that's not a that's not a recommend from us. I think um, ben, do look after the people no, in the hospital. Well, look, I want them to prevent dying, but not undo death. Okay, don't be bringing people back. Don't bring them back. But don't be letting people die too easy That's either. zombies, Ben. Yeah, we don't want zombies. Or vampires. Less of that. Yeah, no Less Dracula's. of that, less. Less of that. What the hell are we talking about? Um, so yeah, I was talking about how sometimes they cop out altogether. And it's interesting how often Marvel and DC just full-on rip each other off when it comes to death and resurrection. For example, for example, when... Um, Yes. Jason Todd came back. Yeah, you nearly touched me again. Uh, it was previous to that, Bucky Barnes had come back yeah. as an anti-hero sidekick. Mm-hmm. Or really just a bad egg. Um, so they both ripped each other off. Batman was killed in the DC universe. But prior to that, Captain America had been killed um, in the Marvel universe. And they didn't die. The lazy fucking writers. They, didn't die. they were sent back in time mm. to jump through time. So we got the Batman Odyssey Chronicles. Because oh, it Batman's, turns a, out, Batman's a caveman. Batman's, Batman's a caveman. Pirate. Batman's a, a World War Two ace. Batman's, Batman's a Dracula. A, yeah, real gay, real gay stuff all around. Um, <laughs> gay is a derogatory term. Yeah, though. I absolutely am. Um, <laughs> that's going to get me in a ton of trouble. That's Sorry, not great. Um I've never seen a gay Batman. They've never done a gay Batman. Have they not? DC, get on it. Gay Batman, make it happen. Yeah. Gay, gay verse. You have a dark multiverse. Let's get a gay multiverse going. Everyone's <laughs> gay. Yes, that would be that interesting. Would be. How they would explain the characters' parents. Yeah, we Who are your parents? Thomas and Martha Wayne. But Thomas was just a sperm donor. Martha was going. Thomas out and with. Merv Wayne. But then, how was he born? <laughs> Look at him. Um, you probably would end up doing. Well, uh, let's not get into the So what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, he got sent back time, and so did bloody Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers was sent back through his own personal timeline he had to bounce around and that's how he got out of it mm. he sent a, he was literally bounced through time and he sent a message through vision in the 60s forward into the 2000s or the mid whatever whenever it was so I didn't enjoy that um, I hate when they take the lazy route out but they do mimic each other quite often it's a very irritating thing do you want to hear the story of a character who was killed off for different reasons than sales. Thought well, you were going to say Darth was, Plages. No, it was sales, but different for a different logic. Go on. Ben, most of the characters that we've talked about uh, were killed off either for a plot. Let's be honest, the Superman thing, that was a planned death and resurrection story. Sales, sales, sales. Sales, sales, sales. But also, you know, Superman is often lined up with Jesus, mm-hmm. especially by Zack Snyder. If you remember <sighs> in Man of Steel, where he flies up into space. and What's the name of his co-writer? I don't the know. guy who's obsessed with Jesus. I do not know. Um, Pontius Pilate. It's, it's not Pontius Pilate. Um, Looks a little bit like Pontius Pilate, though, in all the old Charlton Heston movies. Um, don't know. This is not. I can't podcast. remember. This is not great podcasting. Anyway, loves a Jesus parable. Lots of Jesus re- references in the film Man of Steel. Yeah. Um, but you know, Superman died and was resurrected as a as a. a they were going for a theme. Long hair. Uh, Phoenix. Jean Grey. Died and resurrected. No good. But, you see, she died and resurrected and then died again for the last time. And we all hoped that would stick and it didn't. It didn't. Then she came back. But then she died again. Then she came back again. Then she was a clone. Then that clone died. Then the real one came back. Then she died again. And now she's back. I think probably Jean Grey is the best example of just how messy it gets. 
well, you know, others are catching up now. Wolverine has died a few times at this stage. and Fucking silly. It's craziness. But Ben, a whole different universe. Go on. The universe of the Transformers. <gasps> because in the film The Transformers, yes. 1986, The Transformers, um, they had to sell toys. Okay. Ben, as you know, The Transformers was invented to sell toys. And one of the interesting things in the past when you have a line of toys is when you create... Uh, massively when you accidentally create a massively popular character like optimus prime yeah like we will one day in retire yeah yeah the problem you you force upon yourself is that kids won't keep buying optimus primes because once they have one because they only need one yeah so in transformers 1986 they wanted to refresh the cast they wanted to get get rid of the older toys off the shelves and cycle new toys onto the shelves the thing about the Transformers 1986, Ben, as you know, animated movies have a long production lead-in time. And they were that movie was planned and written and made before they knew just how popular Transformers yeah. was going to become. So they, that movie very casually kills off most of the cast of beloved characters. Oh. Including Optimus Prime. For sales. For the sales, they wanted to replace Optimus Prime with Rodimus Prime, who's a real dweeb. Hang on. Yeah, he was always called. Yeah, Rodimus Prime, yeah. His name's Hot Rod, but then when he comes Prime, he becomes Rodimus Prime. Oh, wait, can, can Transformers upgrade? Can they become... There's the Matrix of Leadership. Uh, Optimus Prime has it in his chest, oh, and you take the Matrix of Leadership out, and you hold it, and if you, if you have the... If, if you're you have deemed it, worthy. If you have the touch, then it goes, You got the touch! Do, do. You got the power, and then you transform into a prime. Into a Rodimus prime, prime Rodimus porn star prime. supreme. Exactly, yeah. yeah okay. So Hot Rod became becomes Rodimus Prime, <laughs> and no one wants that toy because he's a real dweeb. But they they didn't realize just how popular Optimus Prime was going to be by the time yeah. they killed him off. So it wasn't a plotted heroic sacrifice, death and resurrection. The movie huh. the movie does not end with any hint that there's any way for Optimus Prime. He turns grey and that's he, not he's good. dead. That's he's not dead. good in Transformers. No, that's the worst thing that can happen. He okay. is categorically dead. Okay. And then season three of the cartoon takes place after the movie and oh. Rodimus Prime is the leader. Bloody. And yeah, I know he's Rodimus Prime. It's not a great name. <laughs> there, there he is there. Um, Please tell me it's the one with the big sword. No, that's Grimlock. Oh, uh, uh, I was hoping that was. Oh, I can't see him. I'll show you later. Um, can I see him anywhere? I don't know. He's you not, think somewhere in this room filled... He's not my favourite character. With but uh, <laughs> there's Hot Rod there. There's a Hot Rod. This uh, one? Behind him. This one. This is not this good one? podcasting. This one. No, this stop, one? stop it. Is this one? No, it was this the one? third one. Is it this one? Yeah. It's this one. No, the one behind him. This one here. No, the one behind him. Listeners, very important. Very bad. This one here. Very bad <laughs> podcasting. Um, so, Optimus Prime then, yeah. by default kind of had to be resurrected. That's not good. So season four is focused on the resurrection of Optimus Prime. How does he come back? I can't remember. Space magic? Space magic. Oh, classic. Speaking of space magic. Yes. Bloody Phil Coulson. Pointed out by your good lady friend. Oh, yeah. Only brought back for cameos and TV shows. Cool son. (laughs) It's Coulson, yeah. You can keep saying it that way, but that's Agent Coulson came back. Categorically wrong, but go go ahead. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Ben, you have seen all of the movies. I know this for a fact. You there's no excuse for you not to know that that man's name is (laughs) Coulson. 
cool sense. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's he's a great example of of someone that people really want back, and they just won't put him back in main continuity. They yeah. sideline him to a really shitty TV hey, show. Hey, hey, hey! Really? Marvels of Shield, Marvels of Shield agents got better. No, it did. It did. It got they better. They blasted them into space, and they've never referenced the snap. They have. Well, they haven't been on air since the snap. They are never going to reference the snap. No, they will. Is Agents of Shield finished? No, two more seasons. Are we going to see Cool Sun? Col- Colson. Um, in Endgame? You reckon? No, no, no. I don't think so. Colson, maybe, maybe a cameo. Because you got a you got yeah, a quick cameo a in terms. of... I would like to see uh, the Abomination. A bomb. No, not a bomb. The Abomination. Emil Blonsky. Emil Blonsky. That would make my day. You want it? You want the bad guy back? I would. It would be great if they said. Let's just bring him with us and throw him at Thanos and see if it does anything. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good, wouldn't it? That'd or be good. I'd l- ben, did we see Endgame, Inf- Infinity War together? I think we did. We did. We? No, we didn't. I was in Florence. Oh, I, I was I was not around. Um, as you remember, my highlight of that movie was Red Skull appearing. And I went, oh, Red Skull oh, is back! Red Skull. <laughs> I think we're probably going to see a little hint that he maybe got off the island he's off to his old tricks. Yeah, I would like uh, Abomination to be back. Anyway, what were we saying? Where were we? Dead people my in comics. Colson. Coulson. <laughs> Son of a bitch. That's very annoying. Um, ben. Yeah. Colson, I thought, was a, a weird resurrection. Because, Stupid resurrection. Yeah. It's pointless. He, he wasn't... He there, there wasn't a theme there. No. It wasn't a sacrifice and resurrection or a Jesus parable. It was He was killed to drive the story forward. Yeah. And now he's back... In a side project that no one talks about. And nobody about. ever talks about it because that would ruin the cohesion that he created. Even though they've been a team for years now and you probably could actually oh, go, yeah, you could definitely hey, go. you know that guilt you've been carrying around because you didn't want... He's grand. He's grand. He's back. He's he was, grand. He was look, grand. He's 20 look, minutes lads. later. He was fine. Look, lads. He has a home. Also, you're telling me that in all that time that no one has found... He's been on Coulson TV. Again. He's yeah, been on he's TV. He's been on TV. He has Just walk on... in, turn on ABC. There he is. There's old <laughs> Philly Coulson. Son of a <laughs> <laughs> Why does that annoy you so much? Because you oh, know it's wrong amazing. and you're saying it wrong on purpose and it's upsetting me. Really see, son. Yeah, that yeah, that was a good resurrection. You know, another good resurrection, mm. this is one which was thematic, it was on purpose, was Buffy. Uh, I I gave up on Buffy after the resurrection stuff. She nobly sacrificed herself for her sister. Yeah. And classic. then her friends resurrected her. But the twist of this one was she didn't want to be back. She was kind of depressed in the beginning of the next season because she had been in heaven. She made it. Yeah. We so made it, baby. They dragged her back from heaven. That's not good. No. Shouldn't she do like, that. You sons of bitches. I you. was living there. I was, there was all sorts of, there was Spider-Man 5 on TV. Just, I was watching it and you dragged me back. Out, like, yeah, she, that was a, I thought that was a good little twist. Um, interestingly, mm-hmm. Hellboy Universe mm-hmm. wrapped up last week Yeah. Um, with the final BPRD issue. Right. Uh, the Devil You Know. Better The Devil You Know. And it turns out they resurrected the Hellboy. You know. Oh, no. So, Hellboy's run finished for much better reason. For much better reason. Um, very against it when I read it. Didn't realize it hasn't been as well advertised as Hellboy in Hell. I think right. Hellboy in Hell is a perfect run. Mm-hmm. He kind of wanders off and does his own thing. That was the end of the Hellboy standalone series. Mm-hmm. And then BPRD has been running much longer. But, rather interestingly, he's resurrected... In a kind of similar Jesus fashion style, but to bring about the end of the world, and he spoilers. We we do we take a big risk. Yeah, and do, go on for it. Do big spoilers. Just take a quick pause there if you don't oh, want big for spoilers. For the current Hellboy series, for the last issue of the BPRD yeah. um, saga, I've been getting really into the BPRD 
right, um, right, yeah, I think good. we're covered now. So, he destroys the world. Hellboy! Him and Hecate destroy the world to oh, create no. the next one. So, he, the world comes to an end, basically. Big cosmic oddities, very Lovecraftian mm-hmm. end to the planet. He brings about the end of days. Um, and then him and he- Hecate, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She takes the form of the big... Um, What's Iron Iron Mary? Iron Maiden? The Iron mm-hmm. Maiden thing that she embodies herself as sometimes. He sacrifices himself into the Iron Maiden and his blood forms the next world. It's a becomes a creation myth. So it's a very interesting big, full isn't it? Yeah, it's a very interesting full circle of the thing. Um and it, that's been planned since day one by Mike Mignola because Seed of Destruction is the name of the first ever oh, I think and he's a seed. He's a seed, so he's it, An- Anunung Rama mm-hmm. is the destroyer and creator of worlds. It's a mistranslation that people have been saying. Ah, very good. Uh, it's it a was a mistranslation one. all along. But it was a mistranslation all along. But it was an interesting resurrection. So he comes back, um, and he doesn't yeah. want to come back. No, he's like he's alone. he's been told he has his little shack by the seaside where he's finally out of all yes, the fray. Wolverine of it. in the basement. Yeah, Wolverine's in the basement as an adamantium statue, <laughs> and he's sent back and he goes, "I please don't make me go back. Yeah, like I'm I'm done." And so it was interesting that you brought up. I wasn't going to bring up Hellboy because we've been very Hellboy heavy lately. Uh, um, yeah, but again, just proving the comic is much better than that goddamn movie. <sighs> Listeners, questions, Ben. Yeah. Uh, we've had a listener's question saying, oh, have we? Yeah, saying, here, look, you are always going on about um, representation in comic books and movies and whatnot, and saying that Captain Marvel was important, but not as important as Wonder Woman, and Black Panther was very important. But when's there going to be a first ever Asian female-led superhero film? Yeah, we didn't have much of an answer for that one. Um, I think I think the issue is a lot of those legacy characters, if you want, the, the mm-hmm. big ones didn't exist in the 60s when well, Marvel ben, was kicking up. We don't have a lot of Asian representation in comics. Marvel was Marvel and DC were both written for white teenage boys in the 60s. Yeah, when very possibly Asian wasn't all the rage due to Vietnam wars and whatnot. Oh, I never thought about that. Um, well, it would be a very politically or charged the, thing to have a heroic Asian at a time when you're trying to drum up propaganda or, against... Or even the throwback to World Asian War II Asian. and the Japanese. Yeah, so there's, there's, a whole, yeah, there's a whole issue with that. Pearl Harbor left a huge scar in the American psyche, and mm. that would be an issue. But also, very often, um, a lot of those Asian characters came to the fore during the black exploitation, kung fu exploitation, uh, kung fu exploitation years, and just incredibly racist and hard to adapt these days. Are there any female Asian characters who could take a lead? Psylocke springs to mind, but she's white again. Psylocke is white again. We did have Colleen Wing for a while, mm. probably the better part of the Iron Fist series. Yeah, uh, certainly season two was. Uh, but honestly, you have Marvel Silk, uh, Silk and Spider, or Silk. Silk. It's just one. called Silk. Is it just Silk? Yeah, just I Silk. think you're thinking of Silk and Floss from that awful the the Spirit movie. Yeah, that was terrible. No, it was because we had to look her up for a thumbnail. Mm-hmm. Um, I also oh, there's Amadeus Cho who took over as the whole. He's not a female then. No, he's not. Are we doing solely female representation? <laughs> well, that's what we were okay, asked. Sorry. Um, so yeah, it but is there's a there's a scarcity of strong Asian female leads, and when they are Asian female leads, they do tend to be ninjas. That's racist. <laughs> <laughs> there's Katana in um, DC, DC, and she's yeah. the exact same. She's yeah, a samurai, samurai lady. Yeah. Samurai lady, Cassandra Cain. The, the next bad girl. Yes, she's an orphan Asian yeah. that's adopted by David Cain, the assassin. Mm. But again, Asian. Very slightly racist, if you think about it. Mute, doesn't talk a lot, knows racist? kung fu. The, the Asian stereotype of the meek, timid woman. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, not not too many. There's some now. They're they're is starting there? like I mean the problem is it'll Sorry. the problem is it'll take years for these characters who are being created now to become legacy characters. Yeah, you got you got you got to put a minimum twenty years under the belt. Yeah. Let's be honest, I don't think Marvel and DC are going to make it that long in the comics publishing business. <laughs> no. The sales are down. Movies um, just movies now. Um, That's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah. Tough one. Let's try it out to the listeners and then ask them, ask them, Ben, ask the listeners about, do they know any female Asian characters who can lead a female movie? Female Asian characters. Female Asian characters who can lead a movie. And then ask them, what's their favourite? <laughs> it's fucking awful. It's not pleasant. And then ask them, what's their favourite uh, death and resurrection in comics? Or their least favourite? Ask them those. Which, which one are we going to ask them? Both of those things. Both of those things. Both of those things. So, lads, you just heard Mick there, and there's no need for me to repeat that. Uh, favorite Asian lead characters, if there are any that you lady know of, that, that lady that Asian could, that could front a movie, that could front a movie, that could carry a movie. Um, let us know down below. And uh, anybody that you were resurrected, uh, let us know what's going on. Um, <laughs> what's your favorite representation of Jesus on the screen? Who's your uh, favorite Jesus? Life of Brian. Life of Brian's great Jesus. Mm-hmm. Great yeah. Jesus. Um, quite enjoyed Mexican Jesus from American Gods. Helping them cross too, the rivers. Yeah. Great, great old Mexican Jesus. The Jim Caviezel one was hard watching. Yeah, that wasn't exactly fun. But anyway, as always, ladies and gentlemen, Instagram, YouTube, yeah. iTunes, yeah. Spotify. Just do a Google. Give us a review. Give us a comment. Give us a like. Yeah. Do all the do all the stuff. Yeah, Michael do. and Benjamin's podcast. Yeah. Bye. Oh, bye. Happy Easter. Bye. Buona Pascha. Buona.